Welcome to Meta Talks, where we bring in experts to dive deep into all things metaverse. With your hosts, Kate Hancock and Daniel Robbins. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode here. I'm really excited for today's guest, and I always do say that, but Lauren here is amazing. But even more so, Web3, and we've been saying this for a while, this new technology, all these things that are coming out, in my opinion, this is going to be one of the biggest economic impacts globally in our lifetimes, giving more and more people than ever an opportunity to win. And that's why I'm really excited today to talk with Lauren Ingram, the founder or co-founder of Women in Web3. So welcome. Amazing. Thank you for having me. So awesome having you here, Lauren. Can you tell us about what's the backstory behind the Women of Web3 podcast? Yeah, of course. Uh, so we are a community. There's probably about 3,000 people now. Um, and uh, I'm based in London. And I'd say that the sort of core part of the community is, is here in London. But we've got in-person events. There's a yeah, weekly Women of Web3 podcast. And there's also a jobs platform because the sort of overall mission of Women of Web3 is to get as many women as possible educated about this area and also get them excited and hopefully seizing opportunities such as actually going and working in Web3. That would be my ideal was actually convert everybody to the to the cult of Web3 and have every, everyone in it. Wow. And tell me how, you know, what excites you about Web3? Are you in the tech um, industry? Are you involved with it or just come out based on a community? Uh, I think it's the community side of things and then also the creative side of NFTs that first got me excited. Um, more more than the technical side. So I've known about blockchain and crypto for a long time, but it just it never I never really got the bug for it, um, which which is a shame. I, I could have been a millionaire by now. I've you know big missed opportunity, but um, yeah, I think it was the community side of things. I, I'm I'm not necessarily technical. Like I, I've never learned to code, uh, and actually there occasionally can be this sort of um, myth that you need to be a developer of some kind in order to start operating in this space but there's plenty going on that doesn't involve needing to learn how to code um and you know like every web3 startup and even a dow needs like marketers and finance people everything uh, so it's uh diversifying quickly absolutely because you see it in linkedin it's like are you a tech are you a developer yes you need to you know you need all these different layers to be part of the ecosystem like for me i'm an entrepreneur i was in e-commerce i was in my rc i was selling e-commerce in 2012 and so hey it's emerging between web 2.0 to web 3.0 we all need to embrace web 2.0 and web 2.5 um, mm -hmm. companies to build a better web 3 dan yeah, no, it's it's really. Oh, sorry, Lauren. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, you go for it. No, no, you go. Um, well, I was going to say that, like, I I was in the sort of full Web 2.0 previously. I worked at um, Meta when it was called Facebook. Um, all that all that time ago. Um, so I was kind of full Web 2, and now I think I probably am Web 2.5 because um, because because the community is things like a podcast. You know, that doesn't involve doing anything on the blockchain, and actually, it, it was important to me that I'm not asking too much of people if they're if they're beginners in this world and they're not not quite ready to like whether it's you know sign up some kind of transaction we use in their crypto wallet or they might not even have a wallet yet because they're they're brand new and maybe have the overwhelm yes yeah, it's, it's really interesting like you said to see where people fall on the scale but i think because it's so many different technologies 
uh, merging as one. Like you're saying before, it was just crypto. Before it was, it was now we have many, many different technologies coming together. So you have people of different varying levels. I'm curious, what are you seeing in your community? Are, are the women that are coming in, are they mostly having tech backgrounds or are they now wanting to get into something because they're really excited about it? What are you seeing with your community? Uh, probably fewer technical people. Um, there's not so many of them. And I imagine as, um, you know, being, a, being blockchain developers that are women, they're going to be in high demand. And I've got a few in our, in our talent collective that then companies can sort of subscribe to access. Um, there's, yeah, there's not, not that many of them. So I imagine they're going to get paid handsomely for their skills. And, you know, I, I hope so for them. Um, but yeah, you've got people from, from everything. There's things like, you know, product management and, uh, yeah, marketing, finance, legal. Um, there'll be something or several things that have kind of given them the, got them excited about Web3. And then they, they just want to sort of learn as much as possible is, is the attitude I'm finding is that they're, um, they just want to like immerse themselves in it. It's, uh, it's amazing, but I also feel like I uh, that as women of Web three, we also have to be there for them when they when they do get that overwhelm at the beginning of like, oh my god, there's so much to know. And also, um, I think maybe because there's quite a lot of scams out there. I think that's part of the reason it can feel like a lot is that you uh, almost feel a little bit like you're in free fall. I know we talk about the, the going down the rabbit hole, but it is a sort of a, like a falling feeling of uh, being a little bit out of control of like I don't know what's going to happen next, but I but I'm, I suppose I'm excited to know more on it about what's happening next. Yeah. Isn't that, I think that's the exciting part, right? We're all kind of in the unknown mm. and we're, it's, it's like traveling through this, this thing that everyone gives their opinion on something, but there's a lot of these opinions are not facts yet because it's almost like a lot of this stuff doesn't even fully exist, which is fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, I am curious on the job side. What are you seeing with companies uh, wanting to hire people? Is there, certain specific jobs that they're looking for. So I think this is really interesting around, I've, I'm seeing companies started to hire for like, like metaverse, like VP of metaverse or VP of web three, which mm -hmm. is, you know, I find is quite fascinating. Yeah, I find, it, I find that super interesting. The idea that uh, web two companies or just companies as they would call themselves um, are, are definitely creating these new strategic roles. And it, it normally is a kind of, yeah, whether well, it's a VP of strategy of some kind, often called metaverse if it's from a Web2 company and often called Web3 if they're already actually operating in any kind of blockchain-related technology. Um, and, I mean, aside from that, it does feel like a lot of Web3 startups are also on a hiring spree. Basically, if, you know, if they've been funded, then they're just in sort of hyper-growth and then um, uh, a lot of the times looking for community builders and then that, that might be anywhere from kind of a um, sort of junior to mid-level community manager um, who who might sit sort of sit on Discord and sort of manage the community in that sense, and all the way up to a kind of VP of community that's a might even be a co-founder of a company because it's so integral to this space is uh, building yeah building that community, getting people excited and invested, whether it's monetarily or um, philosophically invested in in what they're doing it's it's so it's such a core principle um that you know um those roles quite often can be really well paid as well yeah that's okay go ahead no go ahead uh, you know what i love about the you know the the community of women in the web 3.0 space 
I mean, I'm seeing a, a massive movement where everyone is just collaborative and it's, it's such, you know, it's, it's refreshing to, to experience that, you know, where women come together. Um, I've been part in different WhatsApp group and, and it, it's just beautiful. And everyone collaborate. Hey, I'm here speaking X, Y, and Z. And I need speaker. Everyone's like really um, collaborative. The spirit, the true spirit of Web 3.0. Dan? Yeah, I think we, from my perspective, Lauren, and this could be, this is only my perspective. I do feel that men are not as collaborative or uh, positive to partner on things. I think women are times a hundred, like very, very supportive of one another, where I think a lot of men I'm seeing this there's with men, this bullying I've seen, I've seen people bringing each other down, calling each other out where women though, I got to say women like on another level, I, I never see, I haven't seen really any of that here, uh, which I think is incredible. And that's why I, I titled this how women of the future of web three. Cause I think that's, you know, over time that the negativity, it weighs on people. And so I think we're going to see this hyper growth of, like you said, with women, just because of how they're supporting one another. What are your thoughts on that? I absolutely agree that it is, it does feel like this, um, this collaborative um, win-win kind of situation, or I guess like a virtuous circle of like, you know, if I recommend you for something or like applaud another woman for something, some of that good karma will eventually come back to me, but that's not why I'm doing it. It's because I would love to see women succeed and be more like visible leaders in this space. Um, and ultimately, you know, if you're also bringing other women up, that brings you yourself as a woman in Web3 up. And um, but there's kind of, there's no, there's no downside in that sense. Although I probably would say, um, maybe from a business or fundraising point of view, that might be less likely to, to hit that sort of hyper growth um, trajectory if it you know um yeah cutthroat business can, can be well <laughs> cut, cutthroat and it could be sort of dog eat dog and that, that that's not something i'd rather be in but that's sometimes associated with the kind of biggest numbers i suppose um well you all speaking about funding i was just experiencing you know what it is in the real world and i won't mention any name but it really is who you know. At the end of the day, you have an advisory board that knows everybody. Then you get to be in front of all the big, big VCs. So if you don't have that in your pocket, then the chances of you getting funding is like dropped to negative 0%, right? Mm -hmm. So the key is really finding that person and building that relationship, it's all about relationship play. At the end of the day, it's a capital um, investment. I mean, it's a, it's a people capital. Dan? Yeah, I just wanted to shout out real quick, Frank Nitty. He said, women are smarter than men and queens rule the world. Just want to shout him out. Sorry, he's a great friend. On, <laughs> check him out on LinkedIn. But yeah, so it's, if you don't have those connections, like you mentioned, Lauren, it's, it's really hard. And Kate, that's, that's a great point. If you don't have the advisory board that knows people, you're just going to be cold pitching a bunch of uh, VCs who are probably, you know, get a million pitches all the time. And I'm mm -hmm. wondering if that's what you're saying, Lauren, that's, that's kind of like that doggy dog world. That's, you know, the challenging part 
is making sure that you have those people in front of you. And I imagine when you were building this community, what, what was like the inspiration there to start this? The inspiration to start it, um, it was, I suppose, a few things. I mean, I've, I've often been involved in other women's initiatives of things like I've been, uh, when I was working in ad agencies, I've been doing mentoring of other younger women coming into like ad agencies and uh, similarly in tech as well. Um, so I've, I guess there's a sort of almost a format that I've been following. So when I saw that there was this lack of women in the Web3 space and lack of visible role models, I was like, okay, well, we just need to, apply this uh, apply the same learnings as I've been doing in web 2 um, bring that across because um, uh, I, I would like to see women succeed in this area this was especially when um, the sort of nft market and crypto was doing very well so I was thinking that was part of my motivation is I would like to see women financially succeed um, I mean, it doesn't look exactly the same in a, a crypto winter but I um, but that doesn't mean I don't want to see women do really well in it it just doing really well doesn't have the same um, sort of million, doesn't have as, as many zeros on the end. Um, but I was, because when I was spending time on Discord, when I was first getting to know this space, I, I did feel like it was very, um, yeah, just very sort of male dominated. And it and it, that's not necessarily a, a bad thing that it's lots of guys um, just sort of by default, because I think, you know, like uh, gamers is a sort of a more male atmosphere and traditional finance is also, so more male and so you've kind of got that stuff coming together with things like nft and nfts and crypto um but it does mean that the more women that arrive and kind of go oh i don't think i'm i don't feel like i'm like i belong here or like i'm amongst my own people um and so they sort of step back out again um and so then you sort of keep getting that happening so you kind of have to provide these um little like islands that people can yeah find these communities and be like oh okay i, I can belong here and then i can sort of gradually um learn more and more about this space and sort of become more confident in it. Yeah, it's, um, why do you think, maybe this is for both of you, why is it right now? Like, why was this not a thing three years ago, four years ago? Like, why in this moment right now are we seeing this big increase with women really jumping into technology in the future? Hmm. Um, Kate, did you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, I think the whole concept of decentralization and it, it's for everyone to thrive. I think for me personally, I'm seeing a movement. I mean, building a community and social audio app at 114,000 people, 8 million listeners. It's a concept of experiencing the harsh of harshness of Web 2.0 and the fact that you can have a huge opening of possibilities and opportunities in the Web 3.0, I think that makes us hopeful to, to build a better future, be part of something, right? Mm -hmm. And of course you have, you know, the early adapter where I need to be part of it because I'm seeing opportunity. I can see the, the, the data in front of me. I need to be part of it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I suppose, I thought my own journey was similar of kind of thinking it feels like there's so much um, innovation in this space. And I think women are kind of waking up to that more. It probably was the NFT craze that brought people's attention to it, like not just women, but kind of like made it uh, mainstream in the media. 
and then so it gave more people the opportunity to sort of take take note. I do think that actually came together with um, the pandemic of like people had more time just kind of at home on the internet and um, so like whether they're sort of finding these communities or looking for ways to make money because um, you know maybe they've been laid off during the pandemic that it was kind of like this confluence of like weird circumstances that weren't the case three years ago um, and I think NFTs made sense of that use case for the consumer of like why, why they might want to uh, transact on a blockchain um, like this gave them a reason whether it's kind of monkey pictures or otherwise it was a kind of something to get behind and get excited and also people like brands they want to latch on to things that have um yeah whether it's like whether it's something as basic as having a, a logo and colors that you recognize we that's what we gravitate to yeah it's uh it definitely would seem that people really want to be a part of something now more than ever mm. and it's really amazing how like you mentioned, you have a community and like Kate also has a community and other people have communities, but there's like an, it seems like there's an overall, like if you say web, like NFT kind of has their own community and then multiple things within. And now like web three is like its own community, which I think is fascinating. And then mm -hmm. within that, you know, there's the, everyone has their own segment, but what mm -hmm. do you, what do you, um, what do you, what advice do you give to people when, you know, they want to create, community i guess could mean a lot of different things for different people right um and the success of a community could mean different things so what do you tell the people when they you know when they want to get started because it seems like you know you had mentioned lauren it's it's one of the most important things is is really being able to to manage one's community uh, what do you tell the people when they want to get started how does one get started you know maybe for the both of you what what advice would you give to other women who want to, you know, they really want to dive in and, and build, not just learn, but they want to build out a community within. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think knowing your why, why you want to start a community is, uh, is the starting point because if you don't know why you're building a community, I can't see it having the same level of success or being as people being as um, personally invested in it. So it might be that, you know some communities have are intended as a sort of money-making vehicle and that's allowed but there'll be still something that you want to appeal to or with whether it's um uh it, it, it's those shared interests and so yeah if, if yours isn't a sort of money-making vehicle what is that shared interest or that ultimate mission so like for me with women of web3 it was about getting as many women as possible educated um, about this space and about the opportunities in it and so we could go and seize those and sort of because the more you know visible women you have in it then the more other women want to then join and that's um and sort of you know, diversifying and um, changing that addressing that balance i suppose um so if you, if you don't have a mission and you don't have a sort of shared interest that you're excited to um talk about with people and you say just a money-making vehicle I, I think it would be it could only go so far like you might be able to sort of get things going but like they wouldn't be able to sort of have a long-term future, I suppose. Kate, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. If 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 you're building a community, especially in a Web 3.0 world without having a clear vision and mission and a big heritations goal that what it is that everyone's going to be embraced, mm. it's just not sustainable because A, you have to take 
the fact of ego and oh, I did this right, and this is why you know DAO is not perfectly curated yet. We don't have any uh, amazing use cases where we can like the gold standard. Mm -hmm. But yes, building a com community com needs to have a strong leadership and a strong why of why you're building it, and that's the reason why. We sustained 114,000 entrepreneurs in the world globally, and we're still intact after two years. And everyone's collaborative. Community um, at that big won't sustain without a common goal. And with us, it was, you know, to to impact, inspire 100 million entrepreneurs in the world. And everyone still believes that to this day, and we're still doing it. And send that that's a collaborative. If you have a strong why where there's no monetary purposes, it that's just long term and then figure out what is the monetary afterwards but yeah strong why really is the key and um that takes the person who's leading it, it makes a huge impact of the community because you take you know human nature and, and not everyone is a strong leader and when you are trying to navigate 120,000 personalities Right. If that's not your strongest uh, stuff as a leader, then you need to have five different um, advisory board in a community that are strong of understanding human behavior. That's how, that's the only way you're going to sustain. Yeah. And I should briefly back to your um, uh, big, hairy, audacious goals. I do actually think that's maybe missing for women of Web3 is that I feel like the direction is clear. But there aren't necessarily. Um, I forgot what that sort of acronym is. Not not the big, hairy, audacious goals. Um, but you know when you're sort of setting goals and they should be like specific. What's what's the acronym again? Um, smart objectives. Yeah. Yeah. So specific, measurable. Da da da. Um, so I think that's what I need to do is like add some hard numbers of like I'd like I know the direction, but okay, how do I quantify that? And I think part of that is going to be a, a sort of number of women um, onboarded. Part of it is going to be a number of women um, with jobs in this space who are actually kind of actively employed, whether it's on, on projects or on a long-term basis. And then something I don't know how to quantify, but I'm interested to do is I would love to make parental leave more transparent um, in the, the sort of working world of Web3 so that more women like feel confident going into a, a job in it. Um, is that that um, and certainly in the UK and Europe, this this stuff is just never clear. And I, I speak as someone that fell into Web3 when I was on maternity leave. Um, and you, you just never know what you're, what you're um, signing up for. And I feel like that should be, like the maternity leave policy, for example, should be listed along with like what the salary is, et cetera. And so people should see that as one of the benefits that they're weighing up. And it shouldn't be this kind of weird secret thing. And I, I do think even though being a woman isn't just about having kids, absolutely not, like plenty of women don't have kids, but I think it, there's a large cohort of women that would feel more confident about a long-term career in this area if they felt that they had, employers had their back in that sense. Hey, the goal of the future is full transparency everywhere. So mm -hmm. really great point. Thank you, Lauren, for being here. Also share with everyone though, how can they listen to your show, get in your community? How can they find you? Yeah, of course. Um, so the weekly podcast is called the Women of Web3 Podcast, and I interview loads of amazing women each week, like Randy Zuckerberg, Kathy Hackle, loads of cool people. Um, and then on Twitter and Instagram, we're at Women of Web3 Co, which is a slightly awkward Twitter handle, but uh, we like it. I love it. 
I love that. That's awesome. So check out Lauren here. Connect with her. I know you're really active on LinkedIn as well. Well, Thank you so so much for being here. This has been great. Women of Web3, such an amazing organization. Can't wait to see the future of how you impact transparency in the job world on top of the education. So thanks again, Lauren. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe and visit metatalks.com. That's talks with a Z.